Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. We've been looking at something that the Holy Ghost, you know, has been impressing upon my heart to stay on and just deal with it further. Um, you know, and it's it's the, it's a distressing spirit. It's a distressing spirit. And that's what we have been uh, focusing on um, for a while. And I felt that the Spirit of God wanted us to dwell, you know, on this distressing uh, spirit and pray, you know, about it, you know, in a deeper way. And so I hope you're not tired and I hope you're not bored because this is what God wants us to do. And this is where God wants us to um, to spend our time, you know, with or dealing with. You know, so we, we're just going to flow with what the Spirit of God is leading us into. And I know that somebody is going to be set free from this distressing spirit in the name of Jesus. And so let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this moment as we kick off and continue to pray. You'll be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been looking at distressing, a distressing spirit, looking at a distressing spirit and what it causes and um please go back and you know um watch everything because i don't want to really go deeper into what i've already shared but i just mentioned what a distressing spirit does we see it in the life of Saul, and what we've been praying for number one it troubles you as a person number two it makes you make feel insecure number three it seeks to harm you know others number four it makes you abuse power you know um number five it makes you set traps for others you know number six it turns you into an enemy you know you are an enemy to those who love you and i've, I've seen that you know happening a lot that people turn against those who stood with them supported them prayed with them encouraged them i mean it's just it's wild i mean it's something that you cannot wrap you know around your mind it is shocking i'm telling you uh, number seven it makes you a liar you can't say uh, the truth now i want to continue from there and share a few other you know uh, things that we see that this spirit can bring into someone's life number eight it makes you form a coalition of destruction this is very powerful a distressing spirit makes you form a coalition of destruction. You see, demons always want to work as a group. That's why when a demon leaves someone, you know, it goes back and then it comes to check if the person, you know, is strong enough to withstand demonic um, infestation or not. When it discovers that the house is empty and you can actually access it, it goes to form a coalition and brings other very wicked spirits to come and invade that person and so a distressing spirit behaves in the same way a distressing spirit makes you form a coalition of destruction you know it influences you to gather as many people as possible to destroy the person that it has targeted um, a distressing spirit you know enlists other people to help you destroy someone who is especially favored by God. So it, it doesn't want you to operate by yourself. It is, it is a spirit that wants you to form a coalition of destruction. So you may destroy, 
as many uh, you may destroy the person that you have targeted within a very very you know short time that's why you see sometimes when people leave a church one person leaves a church but he wants the entire church to leave uh, the entire you know um, the entire people the entire group of people entire members of that church to leave as well you know and so they will try and poison as many people as possible speak you know against the church against the pastor turn their hearts of people against the church so that they may live i mean it's it's, it's, a, it's a distressing spirit you know you live but you don't want to live alone you you want to form a coalition so that you live you know as a group so that you may make you know a statement it's a terrible terrible um spirit it forms a coalition of destruction that's why people don't want to live alone you know somebody is hurt but he doesn't want to live alone he wants also to make other people hurt so that they can also live together it's, it's a terrible spirit or someone has an issue with you you know and he wants to make everybody turn against you you know forms a coalition of destruction they want as many people as possible to be involved in their hearts, to be involved in their disappointments, to, invo to be involved in their bitterness and in their pain. You know, you can see <coughs> that this is what Saul did. You know, he, because of this distressing spirit, he decided to form a coalition of destruction so that, you know, it might bring David now down quickly. He wanted to David. So, you see, he has been looking for David by himself, but he was not able to get him. He tried to kill him by himself, but he was unsuccessful. So he tried to look for people that they can join him on this mission so that he might destroy David quickly. It's a, it's a, it's a diabolic coalition. It's a terrible coalition. When you look at First Samuel chapter 19, and, and verse 1, the Bible says, Now Saul spake to Jonathan, or spoke to Jonathan his son, and to all his servants. You can imagine how many servants were serving the king, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. So he spoke to Jonathan his son, and then he spoke to all his servants, you know, who are supposed to serve the nation. He told them, Now all of you, stop what you're doing, let's focus on. David, we want David dead, and we want him dead as 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 quickly as possible. It's a it's a coalition. It's a coalition of it's a coalition of destruction that Saul was trying to form or put together so that he may destroy David quickly. And you can see that this spirit is in the world today. This spirit is in the church today. This distressing spirit is in families today. You know that it makes people gang up against those that God is raising. It makes people gang up against, you know, the anointed one. It makes people gang up against someone that has been favored by God. It is a distressing spirit. And we see it in the church. We see it in departments. We see it in families. We see it, you know, even in a country that people can gang up. People can come up and rise up against someone that they see, you know, is rising very, very fast. I need to tell you that um, the Bible says that Jonathan refused to join that coalition. John, Jonathan refused to be part of that coalition. The servants were quiet, so that means they aligned, you know, to Saul's desire. But Jonathan, 
no, he realized that this thing is not good. It is not a godly thing. And this is not a godly coalition. And he decided not to join this coalition. He delighted. The Bible says he delighted greatly in David. I pray that you'll be among those who will not join, you know, a coalition uh, of, of destruction in the name of Jesus. You'll be among those who will not be involved in a diabolic coalition that is out to bring people down, to destroy the church. You know, to, 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 to destroy the good things that God is establishing in our midst. I pray that you'll be like Jonathan, that you'll not gang up against God's anointed vessel, against those that God has raised, against those that God has anointed. Yes, you will not form or you will not join a coalition of the wicked. You will not join a coalition of those who are full of jealousy. You will not join a coalition of those who are rebellious and disloyal. You will not join a coalition of those who speak against men of God, who sit down to discuss men of God. You will not join a coalition of those who are rebellious, even to their biological parents. You will not join a coalition of those who are rebellious to the principles of God's word. You will be like Jonathan. Hallelujah. But sadly, you know, many people join this type of a coalition, a bad, diabolic, rebellious, disloyal coalition. That's why you see that many people, you know, involve in themselves in bad things. They are part of a terrible coalition. I mean, sometimes they follow someone, you know, who is not even saying the truth, who is not even propagating the truth. You can see that when Absalom formed a coalition, 200 men followed him and they didn't know the truth. You know, they were lied to, you know. And so they decided to follow a man that had an evil intention, and that was to bring down his father, to destroy his father, to take over, you know, his throne. So there are many people who join these coalitions, follow, 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 follow these um, these wicked, rebellious leaders who are hurt and they are bitter, and they find themselves in trouble because they are following a wrong person. I pray that you'll be like Jonathan; you will not be part of a coalition of destruction. You must resist this spirit. You must resist this distressing spirit, you know, that, that pushes you towards um, a, a coalition of destruction. You must say no to this kind of spirit and you must be part of a coalition of good virtues. Instead of forming a coalition of destruction, you must resist the distressing spirit and form a coalition of good virtues. You must form or you must be part of a coalition of consolation, a coalition of good virtues, a coalition of loyalty, a coalition of great character, a coalition of prayerful saints. That is what you should be part of in the name of Jesus. Now, one time, David was hungry. Many years later, when he was king, actually he was not hungry, he was thirsty, and he desired water. And this was specific water from, you know, Bethlehem. And David had soldiers around him who decided to form a formidable coalition to fulfill his wish. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 14 to 16, David was then in the stronghold and the garrison of the Philistines was then in, Beth in Bethlehem. And David said with longing, oh, that someone will give me a drink 
of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men, look, they formed a coalition. The three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he will not drink it, but pour it out to the Lord. David had a desire, and he was thirsty of a specific, you know, a specific um, collection of water in a particular place. And these men who were working under him formed a coalition to fulfill his dream, to fulfill his desire. You know, they formed a coalition to refresh him. They didn't form a coalition to destroy him. They formed a coalition to refresh him, you know. You see, a, a depressing spirit will make you form a coalition to destroy people. But a good spirit, the spirit of the Lord, will make you form a coalition that will refresh others, that will perpetuate and propagate good values and good virtues in the lives of people. And so today I want you to be like Jonathan and I want you to be different. I want you to initiate a godly coalition. I want you to initiate a, a coalition that will encourage good values, godliness, support the church, support the pastor, be loyal, be submissive, be loving, a coalition that will build and not destroy. Look at these three men. They didn't take advantage of David to destroy him. They, in fact, fulfilled his desire. They came together, risked their lives, broke through, you know, the Philistine garrison, went to Bethlehem, drew water, came back again. I mean, that was, that was something. They risked their lives until when they brought the water to David. David could not drink it because he felt like, you know, he was drinking their very own lives. He was drinking their blood because they risked their lives. They formed a coalition, risked their lives to fulfill his desire. I pray this morning that you will not be a victim of a distressing spirit to form a coalition of destruction. You will not be in a group that destroys people. You will not be in a group that pulls people down. You will not be in a group that destroys departments in the church. You will not be in a group that destroys churches. You will not be in a group, you know, that pulls down pastors. You will not be in a group that gossips, you know, and throws mud at the anointed ones of the Lord. You will not be in a group that destroys families. You will not be in a group that brings tension and strains relationships. You will be in a good coalition. You will be in a good group that encourages godly virtues, that encourages prayer, that encourages serving God, that encourages loyalty and supporting God. You will be in a coalition that refreshes the pastor, that refreshes, that refreshes the man of God, that refreshes the leader. You will be in a group that builds the church. You will be in a coalition that strengthens the church in the name of Jesus. I hope you're shouting a big amen wherever you are. Hallelujah. Refuse to be part of a coalition that is diabolic, a coalition that is disloyal, a coalition that is wicked, a coalition that is full of rebellious people. Refuse to be part of that coalition. A distressing spirit will push you towards that direction, but refuse and reject a distressing spirit in your life and begin to form and initiate a good coalition, a good coalition that is and 
uh, that encourages prayer, that encourages integrity, that encourages loyalty, that encourages prayer and fasting, that encourages, you know, uh, serving God with a pure heart. That is the group, that is the coalition. That is the coalition that you're supposed to be part of in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May Jonathan's rise in Jesus' name. May Jonathan rise. May Jonathan's rise in the name of Jesus. I pray that God may raise up Jonathan's. I pray that you may become like Jonathan. I pray that you may say no to a, to a diabolic coalition in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will not collaborate with wicked people. I pray that you will not collaborate with their uh, disloyal people. I pray that you will not uh, collaborate with people who are against leadership. I pray that you will not collaborate with people who are against, you know, good virtues, godliness, uh, the church, ministry, serving God. You will be part of a good coalition in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a very powerful point right there. Number nine, we are still moving before we get to pray. A distressing spirit makes you abdicate your responsibility or responsibilities. It makes you abdicate your responsibilities. A distressing spirit distracts you, you know, from the main thing. You move away from the main thing. You forget the main thing. It distracts you from the most important tasks in your life. You begin to focus on frivolous things, things that, you know, are irrelevant to your mission, to your purpose, to your calling. It wastes your time, energy, and gifts. You become dislocated and cease to function in your rightful place. When people come, you know, to look for you from, uh, to look for, for you at your place of function, they can't find you because the distressing spirit has dislocated you. It has taken you away from your space of functionality. You are no longer where you're supposed to be. You are no longer where you're supposed to function from. You are no longer doing what you are supposed to do. You are no longer doing what God has anointed you to do. You are missing in action. You are not in your place of assignment. You are not in your locality of an assignment. You, you, you leave that place and you, be, you become busy. You become you know, caught up with frivolous things. You become caught up with things that are not tied to your purpose, to your anointing, to your gift, to your talent, and to your, to your God-given assignment here on earth. This is very powerful right here. And I want you to really, really listen to me, you know, this morning. When you look at, for example, the movie Titanic, I am sure most of you have watched it. If you haven't watched it, I want you to make sure that you watch it. You know, there was nothing wrong with this ship. There was nothing wrong. There was nothing, um, there, was, there was no mechanical fault in this ship to make it sink. There was nothing wrong with the ship. There was nothing wrong with the engine. You know, the ship was built for the journey. The ship was fortified. But there was one thing that made the ship to sink. Those who were involved in steering the ship slept on the job. They became distracted. So they didn't actually um, take time, you know, to, um, to, 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 to watch over the journey of this ship. And so by the time 
they realized that the ship was heading towards a giant iceberg. It was too late. You see, if they were alert, if they didn't lose their position, if they didn't move from their position, if they were watchful, if they were functioning in their in their in in, in their spaces. I'm telling you, this ship could not have hit that giant iceberg. But because they were distracted, because they moved from their position, because they were no longer watching the ship as it was traveling in the deep waters, the ship headed in a wrong direction, headed towards a giant iceberg. And by the time they realized it was too late, when they tried to steer it away from this giant iceberg, it was too late. It hit this giant iceberg and then the ship was damaged, it began to sink, and it killed so many people. That is a tragedy that could have been avoided if everybody was functioning in their spaces. That is how expensive and that's how costly, you know, destruction can be. And a distressing spirit knows. That's why it pushes you away from, your, uh, from, from the main thing. It knows that if you can only be distracted from the main thing, you will lose focus. You will go in the wrong direction. You will uh, shipwreck your, your faith. You will destroy your faith. You will, you will sink. You will be destroyed. It is a very, very destructive spirit. You will be like this giant Titanic, you know, that was built for the journey, yet it... You know, it hit a, a, a giant iceberg and it sank and it killed so many people because somebody moved from their position. And this is what we see, you know, in the life of Saul. Instead of ruling, instead of leading the nation of Israel, instead of sitting on his throne as a king to be able to lead the nation of Israel, a distressing spirit, you know, dislocated him. It distracted him from the main thing. And he became entangled with unimportant things. And ultimately, he became ineffective. He was no longer leading the nation of Israel. Let me just, you know, throw a couple of scriptures to you here so that you see what I'm talking about. In First Samuel chapter 22 and verse 6, the Bible says, When Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered, now Saul was staying in Geber, under a tamarisk tree. This is a king who's supposed to be in the palace. Now he's he's under a tree in Rama with a spear in his hand and all the servants standing about him. He's under a tree. He's seated. He has a spear in his hand and all the servants have left the palace, you know, and they have come to be with him under a tree, a king who has left a throne. And now he is operating from under a tree with a spear in his hand because he was chasing David. He was dislocated because of a distressing spirit. In First Samuel chapter 23, verse 14, the Bible says, And David strayed, stayed in strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day. Look, this is a guy who's supposed to rule the nation. Now he's following David every day, you know, in the wilderness. Now he's not just under a tree, but he's now moved deeper into the wilderness, looking for a small boy. Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hands. As much as he was seeking after him, as much as he marshaled all his, you know, weapons 
soldiers to seek for David. God did not allow Saul to apprehend David. But what I'm trying to show you is he left his throne. He left his position. He left the nation of Israel, you know, without a king by just spending most of his time, every, most of his time, every day, every hour, every minute seeking after David. He moved out of his position because of a distressing spirit. Can we go deeper? <laughs> he also slept in a cave. A king who is supposed to be sleeping in the palace. He slept in a cave. And one time he went to relieve himself in the bushes. He has a beautiful toilet. He has a wonderful bed. Yet he slept in the cave and he went and relieved himself in the bush. This is a king. If you met for example, a president relieving himself in the bush, you'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. You'll be like, hey, what are you doing here? Where is your security detail? What are you doing? You should not be here. You should be at state house. Look at how this distressing spirit reduced this king. First Samuel chapter 24, verse 2 to 4. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road where there was a cave. And Saul went into a tent to his knees. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, and that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He went, you know, and he actually moved so close to Saul, but Saul did not see him. And he cut the corner of his robe. Look at how Saul was vulnerable. Look at how it was easy to take out the king simply because he moved out of his position. When you move out of your position, you become susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. When you move up, when you move out of your position, you become an easy target of the enemy. When you move out of your position because of a distressing spirit, it is easy for the enemy to get you. It is easy for the enemy to destroy you. We can see that Saul moved out of his position and he became vulnerable. He became exposed and it was easy for David to eliminate him at that particular point. If David was not a loyal son, he could have eliminated Saul at that particular moment. You can see that he left. He is dislocated completely. He is disoriented completely because of a distressing spirit. He even slept in the wilderness. First Samuel chapter 26. Verse 2, verse 5, and verse 7. Take time and read, but I'll just read it quickly. Then Saul arose and went down to the wilderness of Ziph, having 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziph. You know, and so David arose and came to the place where Saul had encamped. And David saw the place where Saul lay. And Abner, the son of Nah, and the commander of his army. Now Saul lay within the camp. Look at that. With the people encamped all around him. So David and Abishai came to the people by night. And there Saul lay sleeping within the camp with his spear stuck in the ground by his head. He's still having his spear with him. When he was under the tree, when he was in the palace, the spear was in his hand. When he was under the tree, the spear is in his hand. Now he's asleep. The spear is stuck in the ground by his head. And Abner and the people lay all around him. And because of this, because of Saul moving out of his position, the nation of Israel, he was not only, it was not only him who was vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. Even the nation of Israel became susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. 
The Philistines realized that there was vacuum in leadership in Israel and they decided this is the time to attack Israel. When Saul moved out of his place, when he moved out of his position, when he left the throne to chase after David in the wilderness, the Philistines seized the moment and they decided to attack the Israelites. And the Bible says in first. Samuel chapter 23, verse 26 to 28. So David made haste to get away from Saul. For Saul and his men were encircling David and his men to take them. But a messenger came to Saul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Look at that. Therefore Saul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines. So they called the place the Rock of Escape. David called that place the Rock of Escape because he escaped from from Saul. You see, Saul left his position because of a distressing spirit and he became vulnerable. David could have eliminated him. One of the soldiers of David could have eliminated him the way Job eliminated uh, Absalom. And then also Israel. You know, the destiny, the future of Israel was at stake because they didn't have a leader. They didn't have a king. The king had abdicated his responsibility because of a distressing spirit. That's why you have to fight this spirit because this, this, this spirit will dislocate you. A distressing spirit will dislocate you. A distressing spirit will move you out of your position. That's why you see people who used to serve in church, stop serving. People who used to sing, stop serving. Pastors who used to preach, stop preaching. You know, they leave church, they leave the ministry, they are anointed, but they decide I will not preach anymore, I will not do the work of the ministry anymore, yet they have been called by God, the hand of God is upon them, they stop doing the work of the ministry, it's because of a distressing spirit, it will push you out of your God-given position, a distressing spirit will dislocate you, it will remove you from the place that God has planted you that you may serve him, and when you move out of that place, you become an easy target of the enemy, the enemy will plague you, will plague you with diseases, will plague you with depression, will plague you with, uh, uh, with, 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 uh, with, with sadness and gloom. He will plague you with so many things because you have moved out of your position and you have become vulnerable and susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. I pray for you today that you will not be a victim of a distressing spirit. You will not move out of your position. You will serve God. You will stay in your position. You will do what God has called you to do. You will be planted in your in, in a rightful in the rightful position and begin to function as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a servant of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the distressing spirit will not pluck you from the place that God has planted you. It will not pluck you out of the church. It will not pluck you out of your God-given assignment. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be firmly planted in that place. Your life will be firmly planted in that place. In the name of Jesus, and Nothing will take you away, take you away from that place. This distressing spirit, it will not take you away from that place. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you this morning. I cover you with this prayer this morning that the distressing spirit will not dislocate you. It will not push you from that space where God has positioned you to function from. In the name of Jesus, it will not bring discouragement your way that will take you away. It will not bring fear that will take you away. It will not bring hearts, bitterness, and resentment in your heart to take you away from the place that God has planted you in. In the 
name of Jesus. It will not take you away from the church. It will not take you away from your calling. It will not take you away from your responsibilities. It will not take you away, you know, from serving God in the name of Jesus. Your feet will be firmly planted. You will be strategically positioned in the house of God, in the ministry, to do the work of the ministry in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be dislocated. I refuse to be distracted. I refuse to be moved away from my main thing. I will stay with my main thing. I will operate with my main thing. I will do my main thing. I will serve God with my main thing in the name of Jesus. I hope you're shouting aloud, amen, right where you are. Shout aloud, amen. Hallelujah. Number 10. This one I want to throw to you quickly because my time is up. This spirit, a distressing spirit, will shame you. It will embarrass you, I'm telling you. I wrote a book, Beating Boatloads of Shame. If you don't have that book, you need to order that book and read it. This spirit will embarrass you, I'm telling you. And you know, shame hurts. Shame is a terrible thing. A, dis a distressing spirit introduces shame in your life. It makes you do something that leaves you grappling with shame for a very long time. You see, when Saul, who was under a distressing spirit and he was chasing down David, he was looking for, me, for him. If he's told he's in this place, he ran there. If he's told David was in this place, he ran there. And there's a time David went to a place, you know, where the prophet was, prophet Samuel was, and there was a prophetic anointing in that particular place. And people were prophesying. The sons of the prophets were prophesying because when you step in particular environments, those environments begin to affect you. Those environments release an impartation in your life. And the Bible says in First Samuel chapter 19, verse 22 to 24, then he also went to Ramah and came to the great well. This is Saul that is at, this, at Setu. So he asked and said, where are Samuel and David? And someone said, indeed, they are at Nioth in Ramah. So he went there to Nioth in Ramah. Then the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Nioth in Rama, and he also look at that he prophesied because he was in a prophetic environment but the distressing spirit was still at work in his life while he was prophesying the bible says he also stripped of his clothes and prophesied before Samuel in like manner and lay down naked all the day and all that night. Therefore, they say he saw also among the prophets. God was still merciful to him and he allowed him to operate in the prophetic gift. But the distressing spirit was still at work in his life. No wonder he removed his clothes. He was prophesying while uncovering himself. I don't think you, don't, you want to do ministry while you're naked. I don't think you want to preach and then you remove your clothes while preaching. I don't think you want to prophesy. And then you start removing your clothes while you're prophesying. You're saying, that says the Lord, you remove your shirt. You're saying, that says the Lord, you loosen your belt. You say, that says the Lord. And then you drop down your trouser. That says the Lord. Then you lift up your skirt. I don't think you want to be like that. But a distressing spirit will shame you. It was still at work in his life. So while he was doing these godly things, he was also undressing before his servants, before everybody else. And the Bible says, says he laid there naked the whole day and the whole night without clothes while prophesying. Can you believe it? I don't know how he was able to recover from that, you know, kind of, you know, incidents because his servants saw him 
You know, the people who were there saw him. They saw his nakedness. And he was there the whole day, the whole night without clothes. It's terrible to operate under distressing spirit. It will shame you. That's why we have to resist it. Because shame is terrible. The Bible says in Isaiah 61 verse 7, instead of your shame, you will have double honor. Instead of shame, we pray that we shall walk in double honor in the name of Jesus. My Lord, we need to pray. I want you to take time and pray. We need to resist this spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Take time and pray. Raise up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus that you will not be ashamed in the in the name of Jesus. There is that the, 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 uh, uh, you will resist this distressing spirit that it will not introduce shame in your life in the name of Jesus. Everybody everywhere, lift up your voice right now and begin to pray in the name of Jesus that this distressing spirit, it will not shame you, it will not shame your family, it will not shame your ministry, it will not shame you as an individual in the name of Jesus. Father, this morning we resist this distressing spirit. This morning we come against this distressing spirit that is out to shame us in the name of Jesus. This morning we raise our voices and we pray against a distressing spirit that is out to uncover her, to uncover our nakedness, to expose our nakedness in the name of Jesus as it did to Saul as he was doing ministry. I pray, O oh Lord, that it will not succeed. It will not execute its agenda over our lives in the name of Jesus. I pray that we shall not be victims of shame. I pray that we shall not walk in shame. I pray that we shall not operate in shame because of this spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you today that shame will not be your portion because of a distressing spirit. In the name of Jesus, you will not be exposed. You will not be exposed. You will not be covered in shame. You will not be surrounded in shame. You will not live under the weight of a boatload of shame. In the name of Jesus, I pray for your freedom this morning. I pray for your deliverance this morning. Raise up your voice and pray against a disease. Uh, uh, the distressing spirit. Resist this spirit. Resist this spirit. Resist this spirit this morning. It will not shame you. It will not shame your family in any way. In the name of Jesus. It will not uncover your nakedness. In the name of Jesus. Oh, instead of your shame, you will receive double honor. Instead of your shame, you will receive double glory. Instead of your shame, you will receive double grace. In the name of Jesus, no more shame. Shame. No more shame. You will not walk in shame. You will not do ministry in shame. You will not operate in shame. You will not lead in shame. In the name of Jesus, you will not serve in shame. In the name of Jesus. I pray this morning, if there is any trace of shame in your life, may you overcome it in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this morning, if there is any trace of shame that was brought in your life by a distressing spirit, I pray for your freedom this morning in the name of Jesus. I pray that God may take it away instead of shame. May he clothe you with double honor in the name of Jesus. Instead of shame, may he surround you with double honor in the name of 
of Jesus instead of shame. Oh, may he saturate your life with double honor in the name of Jesus. Come on, resist this spirit. Everybody everywhere, raise up your voice and resist this spirit, a distressing spirit that wants to shame you, that wants to shame your family, that wants to bring shame. Oh, yes, even as you serve God, you will not be ashamed while you're serving God. You will not be ashamed while you're doing the work of the ministry. You will not be ashamed while you're preaching. You will not be ashamed while you're prophesying. You will not be ashamed while you're serving God in the church. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim today that this spirit is defeated. In the name of Jesus, a distressing spirit will not torment us. A distressing spirit will not ashame us. A distressing spirit will not ashame you in what you're doing for God. In the name of Jesus, no more shame. No more shame. No more shame for you. No more shame for you. As you work for God, as you serve in the church, no more shame for you. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God, my God, my God. Is somebody praying? I need to hear you from your house. Pray. Lift up your voice and pray and resist this distressing spirit. Resist it right now with everything that you've got in the name of Jesus. Instead of shame, you will have double honor. Double honor. Double honor is your portion. Double honor is my portion. Double honor is your portion this morning in the name of Jesus. Double portion is your is 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 double double portion of honor is 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 part and parcel of your life from this day forward in the name of Jesus double honor double honor instead of shame oh yes in the name of Jesus my God my God you will not be ashamed while you're prophesying you will not be ashamed while you're serving God you will not be ashamed while you're doing the work of the ministry you will not be ashamed as you follow God you will not be ashamed oh yes in your work of faith in the name of Jesus you'll not be ashamed because of following God and because of serving God he will he will take your shame away he will clothe you with dignity he will clothe you with double honor in the name of Jesus is somebody praying raise up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus you will not be like Saul you will not do ministry like Saul you will not serve God like Saul you will not preach like Saul. You will not prophesy like Saul. You will not serve God like Saul. My God, as you serve him, you will be covered. As you serve him, your nakedness will be covered. Your weakness will be covered. Oh yes, as you serve God, God will surround you with double honor. He will cover your nakedness. He will cover your weakness. He will cover your flaws in the name of Jesus. Oh my goodness, no more shame. No more shame, no more shame, no more shame, no more shame in the name of Jesus. I pray for someone here right now who has been grappling with shame. Oh, the Spirit of God has located you right now. I pray for somebody here who has been fighting shame in their lives. I pray for you today that may you find freedom in the name of Jesus. May you be delivered from every form of shame in your life right now in the name of Jesus. I speak double honor over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Every, every ounce of 
shame that has wrapped itself around your life. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. Every tentacle of shame that has wrapped itself around your life, you cannot move freely. You cannot serve God with freedom. You cannot, you cannot do the things of God with freedom. I come against that shame. I come against that tentacle of shame that has wrapped itself around your life. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. There are people here, you've been ashamed because you are, you are, you are, you're covered in shame because of your past, because of the things you did, because of the things you said. The devil is a liar. I stand as a prophet of God and I declare your freedom. May you come out of that prison of shame in the name of Jesus. Shame because of what you did. Shame because of what you said. Shame because of the decisions you made. Shame because of the moves that you made. I stand as a prophet of God over your life this morning and I declare that may every power of shame over your life be broken in the name of Jesus. May every power of shame over your life be destroyed this morning in the name of Jesus. Maybe you failed in marriage. Maybe you failed in business. Maybe you failed in a relationship. Maybe you failed in terms of having a godly character. I stand as a prophet and I declare that that shame cannot 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 be your your prison anymore in the name of Jesus that shame cannot be your prison any longer in the name of Jesus you are not a prisoner of shame you cannot continue in that shame anymore I break I break I break the power of shame over your life this morning in the name of Jesus I speak your freedom out of that prison right now in the name of Jesus may the Lord deliver you may the Lord set you free may every chain of the enemy the chain of shame around your life be broken right now may you be delivered may you be set free from that shame in the name of Jesus I proclaim your exodus from that pit from that prison right now in the name of Jesus may you come out with victory may you come out of that shame with victory may you come out of that shame with joy may you come out of that shame with hope in your heart may you come out of that shame clothed with double honor in the name of Jesus may you come out of that shame clothed with joy and peace of mind in the name of Jesus Jesus, receive double honor this morning. 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 My God, receive double honor this morning. In the name of Jesus, receive double honor this morning. May you be covered with honor. May you be covered with dignity. May you be covered with joy. May you be covered with hope. In the name of Jesus, receive it this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I, want to also, I, also want us, I also want us to pray that we shall not be part of a coalition of destruction in the name of Jesus. Reject and resist a distressing spirit that tries to make you become part of a coalition of destruction in the name of Jesus. We shall not entertain bad company. We shall not plug into a coalition, a diabolic coalition that is out to destroy people in the name of Jesus. This 
morning we pray oh God that we shall not be bad of bad we shall not be part of a bad company in the name of Jesus we shall not join or form a, a, a coalition of destruction a coalition that is evil a coalition of wickedness in the name of Jesus this morning I declare that we shall be part of a good coalition we shall be part of a good group we shall be part of good company in the name of Jesus we shall not join those who are against God we shall not join those who are against the church we shall not join a coalition of those who speak against God we shall not join a coalition of those who speak against oh yes men of God in the name of Jesus we shall not join a coalition of those who speak against the Holy Spirit who grieve the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus we shall not join a coalition of those who are against godly virtues in the name of Jesus we shall not join a coalition of those who are against marriage who are against the church who are against giving who are against serving God in the name of Jesus this morning we reject wicked diabolical or evil coalitions in the name of Jesus we choose to be like Jonathan we shall be different we shall be different we shall be on the Lord's side yes in the name of Jesus we shall be on the church's side in the name of Jesus we shall be on God's side in the name of Jesus we shall be like Jonathan we shall say no to every evil wicked coalition we will not join it we will not be part of it in the name of Jesus somebody raise your voice and begin to declare that you'll be like Jonathan I pray Lord I pray Lord raise up Jonathan's in the name of Jesus raise up Jonathan's who refuse to join diabolic coalitions in the name of Jesus raise up Jonathan's who refuse to join bad company in the name of Jesus raise up Jonathan's who refuse to be part of coalitions that are put together to destroy people to pull down people to destroy people's callings to destroy marriages in the name of Jesus we refuse we refuse to join coalitions that are meant to destroy churches to cause problems in churches in the name of Jesus father I pray even in this prayer service may a Jonathan rise I pray for Jonathan's to rise I pray for all those who are praying with me right now that we shall inculcate the disposition the character the attitude the spirit of Jonathan in the name of Jesus when others are joining all terrible bad wicked rebellious disloyal coalitions we will say no we will say no we will go a different direction we will take a different turn in the name of Jesus will not be part and parcel of coalitions that are wicked we will not be part and parcel of coalitions that are full of gossipers and mama uh, and and and, and mamaras in the name of Jesus will not be part and parcel of coalitions that are full of people who are prayerless they don't pray they don't fast or they don't honor God in the name of Jesus will be part of a team that loves you that serves you that follows hard after you a team of people who walk in integrity a team a coalition of people who respect and honor men of God a coalition of givers a coalition of tithers a coalition of prayer warriors that is the group that we shall belong to in the name of Jesus. A 
coalition of church goers, a coalition of people who serve God with sincerity in the name of Jesus. We shall join a coalition of church builders. We shall build the church. We shall support the church. We shall champion the causes of the church in the name of Jesus. We shall join a coalition of people who are loyal, of people who are sold out for kingdom service. We shall join a coalition of people who are generous in the name of Jesus. We shall join a coalition of people who respect marriage in the name of Jesus. I hope you're praying. I hope you're praying in your house. I hope you're praying in your office. I hope you're praying in your car right now in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice and pray that you'll be part of a godly coalition. You'll be part of a godly coalition. A coalition that is full of people who love God. People who serve God. People who are full of God. People who are filled with the Holy Ghost. People who are loyal to leadership. People who are flowing with the vision of the church. You'll be part of that coalition in the name of Jesus. People who are following hard after God with all their hearts, with all their strength, with everything that they've got. People, yes, who are championing the cause of the church in the name of Jesus. That's the coalition. That's the coalition that I want to be part of. That is the coalition that I want to join. That is the coalition that I want all to belong to in the name of Jesus. And I pray you will be like that as well in the name of Jesus. And lastly, I want you to pray that you will not be dislocated. I want you to pray that you will not move out of your position in the name of Jesus. You will not abdicate your responsibilities. I want you to pray that this spirit, the distress spirit will not move you out of your position in the name of Jesus. Reject and resist. Reject and resist this depressing spirit, this distressing spirit that wants to dislocate you in the name of Jesus. It will not move you out of your calling. My goodness, everybody begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. This distressing spirit, it will not dislocate you in the name of Jesus. It will not move you from your functionality in the name of Jesus. It will not remove you from your locality of function in Jesus' name. It will not remove you from your place of, of, of assignment in the name of Jesus. This spirit, this distressing spirit will not move you from your place, from the place that God has graced you to operate from in the name of Jesus. It will not dislocate you it will not remove you from your calling. It will not remove you from the church that God has planted you in. In the name of Jesus. It will not remove you from your God-given assignment. In the name of Jesus. It will not disconnect you from your purpose. It will not disconnect you from your anointing. In the name of Jesus. This distressing spirit. It will not unplug you from God's purpose over your life. In the name of Jesus. It will not separate you with your mission in any way. It will not dislocate you from the place of your functionality in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. I come against this distressing spirit that wants to distract you. I come against this distressing spirit that wants to dislocate you. I come against this spirit that wants to pull you away from your assignment, from your purpose, from your calling. I rise against it this morning. I scatter this spirit in the 
name of Jesus. I bind this spirit in the name of Jesus. I destroy this spirit in the name of Jesus. It has been sent from the pit of hell to confuse you, to distract you, to pull you away from your family, to pull you away from your integrity, to pull you away from your mission, to pull you away from your vision, to pluck you out of the church, to move you away from serving God, to move you away from your calling, to move you away all from your goals. I rise against this spirit this morning. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I scatter it in the name of Jesus. I decree in Jesus' name. It will not distract you. It will not dislocate you. It will not move you from the place that God has positioned you in, that you may function in the name of Jesus. It will not push you away from your calling. It will not push you away from the anointing. It will not push you away from godliness. It will not push you away from the church. It will not push you away. Oh yes, from your mission here on earth, in the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted. Your feet will be planted. Your feet will be planted in the place that God has positioned you. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted in the place that God has called you in. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted in the place that God has positioned you to operate from. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be firmly planted in the church that God has planted you in. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted in the assignment that God has designed for you to accomplish. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted in that geographical location where God wants you to thrive in. In the name of Jesus, your feet will be planted in the vision that God has given you. Your feet will be planted in the purpose that he has for you to fulfill. In the name of Jesus, you will not be distracted. You will not be dislocated by a distressing spirit. In the name of Jesus, you will not abdicate your responsibilities. In the name of Jesus, you will not forget what you're supposed to do. You will not move away from the main thing. Oh yes, concerning your life. In the name of Jesus, you will not be distracted from the main thing that is tied to your purpose and to your life. In the name of Jesus, you will remain focused. You will remain focused. You will remain focused. You will remain focused. In the name of Jesus, come on, bind that spirit this morning. Fight that spirit this morning. Bind it right now. In the name of Jesus, some of us as we are praying, we can see that this spirit wants to distract us, wants to dislocate us. Bind it right now. Scatter it right now. It will not take hold of you. It will not take hold of your mind. It will not take hold, oh yes, of your eyes. In the name of Jesus, it will not take hold of your attention. Yes, in the name of Jesus, it will not distract you in any way. In the name of Jesus, <coughs> you'll be focused. You'll be focused. You'll be focused. You'll be firmly planted in your assignment, in your calling, in God's purpose concerning your life. In the name of Jesus. And nothing will take you away. You'll not be like Saul who abdicated his responsibilities. He left his throne to chase down, to chase after David, to chase him down the cliffs and the rocks and the caves. In the name of Jesus, you will stay focused. You will stay focused. In the name of Jesus, you will not neglect your family. You will not neglect your calling. You will not neglect 
neglect your church. You will not neglect all your anointing. You will not be distracted from the main thing concerning your life in the name of Jesus. May that spirit be defeated this morning. May that spirit be obliterated this morning. May that spirit be defeated this morning in the name of Jesus. And I pray that your feet will be firmly planted. I pray that your feet will be firmly planted. You will be connected in the name of Jesus to your mission, to your calling, and to your purpose in the name of Jesus. Receive double honor. Receive clarity of purpose. Oh, yes, receive. Receive clarity of purpose. May you be stable in your calling. May your feet be planted in God's purpose concerning your life this morning. May a distressing spirit that was trying to remove you from your place of functionality be defeated this morning in the name of Jesus. My goodness. May that distressing spirit that was trying to push you in a diabolic coalition, may it be destroyed this morning in in the name of Jesus. May that distressing spirit that was trying to introduce shame in your life, may it be defeated in the name of Jesus. I hope you're saying a louder amen right where you are. May that distressing spirit that was trying to dislocate you from your calling, may it be defeated right now in the name of Jesus. May that distressing Distressing spirit that was trying to dislocate you from your family, from your responsibilities, from your position of functionality. May it be defeated right now in the name of Jesus. I decree that you're free from this distressing spirit in the name of Jesus. Receive your freedom this morning. Receive your deliverance this morning. May you be set free. May you be set free. May you be set free. May you be delivered. May that chain be broken. Every form of shame, may it be broken. Oh yes, in your life, in the name of Jesus. May you be free from shame. May you be free from shame. May you be free from shame this morning. May you be free from shame this morning. In Jesus' name. And we all shout a loud thunderous Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo, glory to God. I hope you have been blessed this morning. Oh, my Jesus. I feel blessed. I feel blessed. You will not be part of a bad coalition. The devil is a liar. In Jesus' name. You will not lose your position. In Jesus' name. And you will not lose your calling. And you will not walk in shame. In the name of Jesus, receive freedom this morning. May you be free to serve God. May you be free from any form of shame in your life. In Jesus' name, we shout a big amen. Amen. I hope you've been blessed this morning. It's getting sweeter. It's getting more powerful. Oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.